This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 14th of October in your Squiz today. Economic recovery versus climate concerns. Voluntary assisted dying laws in New South Wales. A new NRL team. And Captain Kirk gets to space. This is your Squiz today. The economy and climate change are two pretty hefty topics to start the morning with, but we're going to do it because two important reports have been released, Claire, that are pretty key to understanding the state of the world right now, especially when trying to unpack some of the broader impacts of the global COVID pandemic. The first is the IMF, the International Monetary Fund's latest World Economic Outlook report. It takes a look at global growth projections. It does, and it downgraded it uh, in that report that's just come out from 6% to 5.9% globally. That's not a really big deal, but for Australia, it's downgraded it from 5.3% to 3.5%. It was the largest country downgrade in that new outlook. Uh, What it's about is COVID has wreaked a lot more havoc uh, since June than the IMF was expecting. Uh, So there is a real need, the IMF says, for economies to really get revving in 2022. And then there's the findings from the International Energy Agency. It says the world is nowhere near on track to reach that Paris Agreement goal of limiting global warming to a 1.5 degree increase. Nowhere near it. And it really is a big call out to those leaders who are heading to the COP26 summit in Glasgow to discuss tighter emissions reductions uh, to make sure that we can limit that global warming. What that report says is that there are really big changes that are needed to phase out fossil fuels uh, and also to invest really heavily in clean energy if we've got a chance of limiting that global warming. Take the reports together and it presents one pretty big challenge. World economies need to grow to recover from the impacts of COVID, all while reducing greenhouse gas emissions. It really is a dilemma and that's exactly what national leaders are going through at the moment. It's happening here in Australia. The very conversation that Prime Minister Scott Morrison is having with his own party as well as with his coalition partner, the Nationals, is exactly about this. How do we get greenhouse gas emissions reductions while also making sure that our economy is safe? Uh, For Australia's part, the IMF says that there are economic opportunities in going green Uh, investing really heavily in that green energy, that Australia could be a leader in that. But it's also very clear that we would need to make some very dramatic changes if we're going to further reduce emissions by 2030. Uh, All those questions are still up in the air for our government. As we said yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison took his climate plan to Cabinet yesterday and the Nationals will take a look at it on Sunday. So we should hear more over the coming days. On to COVID news now, and AstraZeneca won't be made here in Australia anymore, Claire. It's our only locally made vaccine, but demand has plummeted. 
It was meant to be the real workhorse of our vaccine program. It wasn't to be, of course, because of advice from experts about its suitability for younger people. Uh, So CSL, which is the manufacturer uh, here in Australia, will cease that production by Christmas. One other thing to note in COVID news today, the World Health Organisation has assembled a new group to look into the origins of COVID-19. They say it might be the last chance to find out how this all began. Of course, we're all pretty keen to avoid a pandemic like this ever happening again. The group will look at scientific issues and are calling for cooperation from China. In New South Wales now, and a bill to pass voluntary assisted dying laws will be introduced into New South Wales Parliament today. New South Wales is the last state not to have voluntary assisted dying laws in place. It's not the first time they've tried to pass it, but this time it has a lot of support across party lines, Claire. Yeah, there's 30 politicians who are co-sponsoring that bill. That's the most support, particularly across parties, that any bill has had in Australia. As you say, New South Wales is is the only state not to have those laws. Uh, When you look at the territories, they're not allowed to make uh, laws when it comes to voluntary assisted dying. The Commonwealth took that power off them uh, more than 20 years ago. Uh, But when it comes to New South Wales, it's still got a bit of a way to go. There are, of course, those who are vehemently uh, opposed to voluntary assisted dying. Uh, That whole debate will take place in the New South Wales Parliament over the coming days. Both Premier Dominic Perrottet and Labor leader Chris Minns oppose the bill, but they are allowing their party members to exercise a conscience vote. It can, of course, be a sensitive topic. Claire, you and Kate take a more in-depth look at it in this week's Squiz Shortcut. We do. We went into all of that because there has been such a shift uh, in that policy area in recent times. Uh, We had a quick look at those arguments for and against and also what other countries uh, have similar laws. It gives a bit of context to what's happening in New South Wales right now or what the laws are in your state. As always, it's opinion-free and all about giving you the backstory to the big topics in the news. I'll put a link to that in your episode notes or search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. A landmark study into what men and women earn in a household has confirmed a nearly universal stereotype that it's still generally the men in heterosexual relationships that are bringing home the bacon. They are, and it's a big study, this one. It's quite a landmark report. Uh, Data has been taken from 2.85 million heterosexual couples uh, and looked at them across 45 countries. What that study found is that there is still a pay gap between husbands and wives uh, across countries and across social classes. That includes Nordic countries that also champion Mm. equality. So it's not an easy one, even for developed uh, and progressive countries to tackle. There are a lot of factors behind the gender pay gap, including social norms, of course, and women leaving work to start a family. But one takeout from the researchers said that it was time taken up with unpaid care. That was the main barrier preventing women from getting into remaining and progressing in the workforce. Probably a lot of people out there nodding their heads (laughs) at this one. On to sport and in big news for NRL fans, Claire, a 17th team will be added to the league next year. It's a fourth Queensland team, the Dolphins. 
The Dolphins, they're a Brizzy-based team and probably in just as big a news story, Wayne Bennett has signed a three-year contract to coach them. He, of course, is a a legendary coach. He's a very famous grump, uh, but he is very effective and uh, that will see them not just get good quality players, but also potentially very good quality sponsors. The Dolphins is the first team to be added to the comp in 14 years. They have actually made their dolphin mascot look kind of fierce, which I didn't really think they'd be able to do, but they've done it. And after a lifetime of acting it, William Shatner, a.k.a. Captain Kirk from Star Trek, has been and gone to space. Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin flight successfully took its four crew on their out-of-this-world joyride. 100 kilometres up into the atmosphere until they get to the very start of space. It's just a 10-minute trip, so Mm. a very, very quick one. But uh, William Shatner was very teary about it when he came back. He said it was the most profound experience and that he's just filled with emotion. He said it gave him a perspective on the earth that he had never uh, thought that he would see. Of course, with all of those TV sets that he would have been on on a simulated flight, uh, (laughs) Not quite like the real thing. His Wikipedia is already updated with space tourists, so man people are quick. He's only just back down to Earth. And Aussie Chris Boschhausen was also on board. He's now the third Australian to get to space. Squiz the day, Claire, what are you keeping an eye on today? Um, today, ACT's lockdown ends at 11.59 tonight. Probably see a few people lining up at the hairdressers too if they're going to do what Sydney did. Yeah, spare a thought for those poor hairdressers and the bartenders, but good for you, Canberra. Get back out there. For me, it's World Sight Day today. I've been a glasses wearer since I was about five, so this one's close to home. Take it as a nudge to get your eyes checked if needed. That's all from us. As always, plenty more detail in the Squiz Today news newsletter links to all the stories covered here in the podcast as well as a few more i know we've included the winner of the wildlife photographer of the year competition today always worth a look head to the to sign up and get that in your inbox each morning enjoy your thursday we'll be back with you tomorrow This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.